So fuck's sake. siblings who have quite a few resentments and we're here to share them with you. No one else is fucking doing it. I don't want, actually, you know what? Today I'm out. I've got a resentment against myself. I reckon everyone in that school is back in. Yeah. You don't need to put the effort into actually changing yourself <laughs> for the better. That's the, the only time I've ever felt like a man. There are corrupt people. Ooh, welcome to a spooky episode. Ooh. It's the resentment list with your hosts, Naomi and Ben. I'm going to... Oh, um, it's spooky, Ben. It's spooky. It's spooky, Naomi. <laughs> it's so lame. <laughs> I'm um, going to try and... And I already broke what I was going to do. I'm going to try to do two things this episode. One talks much lower because the last two episodes I was coming in way hot and I listened back to, to the episodes and I wanted to honestly like grab out my voice box because I, I was so annoying. I can just turn you down though. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it was because I was high on iced coffee, that homeless iced coffee. And I um, and I was just high as a kite. So I was shouting and I was overexcited. Another thing I want to do is stop saying, um, I can't stand. I'm not very eloquent and it really upsets me. It's an issue that I have. It's a hang up that I have. Oh, well, this that brings us to the fucking thing is send in your resentments against us, people. We're still waiting on some. I've got a few coming via, via Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Tristan really let loose the other day. Oh, no. Um, has he has he put it on, them on record so we remember? No, no, no we will. Well, no, because, yeah, he's going to put them on record, but he's got a few uh, that I, yeah, they're interesting, and I've got a few other ones from people. So they are coming in, but, um, yeah, reminder, the resentment list at gmail.com. Send us an email uh, and... And resentments yeah. against us for episode 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so what's going on? This is a Halloween episode, even though it's early November. Oh, what's your yeah, Halloween dog. shiz? Okay, Have you got a so Halloween tape? I went out on Halloween night, Ew. Thursday night. Really? Why? Well, I realised that I'd I'd run out of medication and um, if I'm too long without my medication, I, I turn into a bit of a ghoul, you oh know what I mean? <laughs> so, Jesus uh, Christ. Do you want to let that loose in the community? So I went out. It's quite a it's quite a rough night, but I saw a few a few trick or treaters, and I saw a few houses, and um, one of the houses I saw was like, it's had a sign saying, "Certified trick or treat house," and below it is like national police clearance. Okay, that's like, really that's, weird. That's, that person was definitely a pedophile because who, Why? who puts that there? What? Like, is that a thing? Is that that's a actually, kind of police clearance you can get? To be is that a, actually a thing? That's a thing. I think it. I think it must be like a neighborhood watch kind of thing that they're like, this is someone that the neighborhood knows, like they're allowed to do the thing. But it wouldn't stop me as a kid. I would still knock on every but door. But who's certified? Like, who, who, how do you get certified? Yeah, I guess because nowadays people are a little bit more sensitive about having their kids knock on doors because, I mean, you can get, like, a pedophile. Pedophiles live on every corner, so it's, like, pretty dangerous. 
I don't think quite every corner. No, they Isn't do. Isn't it usually someone that they know? No, but uh, yeah, it is. But I mean, you, you are, the risks are increasing. I mean, I went on the uh, registry, sex registry. Of course you did. Of course. Yeah, just to have a little look, look-see and the amount of ex sex what are they called yeah sex offenders out um was absolutely scary terrifying the amount of helicopter mum you would be if you were oh i know parent, and that's why that's why i'm putting it off because i know that i'm going to turn into an absolute piece of shit uh and my kids will probably will never go out like i'll be a shit mother because i'll be overprotective so i'm putting that little journey off for now yeah i bet those kids are going to be an absolute delight yeah um well, yeah, so, I mean, but it, can you guys email in if you know what this police clearance was? Because I swear to God, I kid you not, the th- sign actually said below, this is a trick or treat, it said below police clearance or something. So the police are somehow involved with this trick or treating thing and, and I want to know what it is because it's very confusing to me. But anyway, the house next to that. Where was this? What suburb? Um, that was just on um, Bulwa. I don't, there's just something unnerving you're right there's something unnerving about that if I was a parent I just would probably stay clear because the fact they, they obviously want you to trick or treat the house yeah there's some kind of trap some kind of Epstein thing but there's <laughs> but there's something really cute like I was looking at all the photos of all my friends with kids and they did trick or treat and like oh, with their the kids best. it's so cute the absolute best I remember being so excited to do it did we even do it it's I this is what I hate this is what really gets me going is um when people you like knock on their door and they'll say, no, that's an American thing. It's like, don't kill my joy by saying, like, just say. Did that happen to you? Yeah, that happened a lot. And that happened like, even in primary school, the teachers would try and like dissuade us from going trick or treating, even though they had no involvement whatsoever by saying it's an American tradition. We don't celebrate it here. So don't do it. They've got a resentment. I mean, Australians do have rightfully so because of like, globalization and all of that stuff we are americanized and blah 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 but i don't know i think halloween i don't have a i don't have any problem with us taking on halloween i think it's good yeah and i think it's fun and i think especially for kids like it's kind of like a um, rite of passage yeah and it's kind of like a carnival kind of vibe where like you kind of feel it's all spooky and you kind of feel like it's a day off from being like trapped in societal norms yeah oh exactly and you can you can play with your identity, yeah. which is an interesting thing. And then um, also it's a really important thing developmentally, talking about the helicopter mum thing, it's important for kids to have experiences with things that might be scary for them. Yeah, and you know what's also really funny? Um, two things spring to mind is mum really didn't get on board with the Halloween. She Do you remember it. she was like typical hippie mum? Mum and dad was so against everything yeah, American. But yeah, mum used to give, if anyone came, she would just give fruit should give them oh, apples. Really? And I remember the look on these poor kids' faces. She gave them, I think she gave them, yeah, she gave them fruit. She either, she never got lollies. She never got chocolate for them. But if they did come over, she would, she would either give them fruit or she would give them little nuts that she found. <laughs> and I remember the kids' faces would just drop. And like over, over years, years, no one used to come <laughs> no to her house anymore, anymore. Because they would know that the hippie lesbian would have oh, just been so giving sad. them. We were such a brown bread family. We were so brown bread. But um, the, oh yeah. So the house, the house next to that one, they just given up completely. They had a whole bucket of lollies just at their front gate, and just said, "Take one or two. So they yeah, were right. they just didn't even want to fuck. And I was just thinking, yeah, because you don't want people knocking on your door all night. No, that's fair enough. But 
imagine like having that level of trust in the community because i mm. saw the bucket i was about to open up my bag and just pour yeah, yeah, the whole thing in that's what yeah. i would have done i would have yeah. just taken and there's so many like kids like us that like have like eating issues that would just be like okay i'm just gonna take all of those well any ki- every kid has an eating disorder because they're obsessed with the yeah lollies. well i was sad because i'm at the age where you know seeing i don't get much joy myself so seeing other kids joy is all i have like all i do is watch videos of kids that are like innocent and haven't been ruined by the world yeah, yet you live vicariously through the children yeah yeah so um so but because i'm in apartment i don't have the opportunity to do it but the other problem is is if i bought all the because i i fall victim ben was ben and i were talking about this the other day i fall victim to all marketing um for confectionery confectionery marketing so when halloween came around and obviously cadbury jumps on board with their you know spooky chocolates and stuff my receptors in my brain go oh another excuse to get high on sugar and i want how it's okay this time. yeah and i want to get it get it gonna get on board so if i go if i ever do like have a house and or rent a house or whatever i mean a home where there are trick-or-treaters if i buy those packets for those kids those poor kids aren't going to get any because i've already eaten them yeah i think that's the thing that's going to be the sad thing about if if you or me become parents is just that we're not going to be able to keep any sweets or anything in our house yeah but i've already got a plan for that what's your plan i've already planned it is that bad um because tristan um is like better with that stuff with me i'm gonna they're gonna have ice cream with daddy so that so daddy's gonna take him out because we're not gonna have any sugar in the house because i don't like believe in that anyway but i don't don't want them to have complexes where because it can go the other way that if your kids never have sugar or like there's issues with sugar then they're gonna be like go to their friends' houses and, like, just binge on it because they've never had it. Hmm. So I think that, like, like TV and stuff, sanctioned consumption of sugar, can sanction, like, you have it, but you, there's a limit. So it's like yeah. once a month, it's like, oh, it's ice cream, d- daddy ice cream day. And then they go out for ice cream and they have their ice cream with their daddy and then that's their thing and that's, like, a nice memory. But they don't just have it all the time. Hmm. Is that good? I don't know if that's good Yeah, parenting. no, I think, I think you need to you do need to expose... I think with the alcohol, it's just kind of like the alcohol. You can't just say no alcohol whatsoever until they're, you know, 18 or whatever because then then they have no... There's no real modelling of how to do it in an Yeah, but what way. about with Tristan and I? We both don't drink. Yeah, well, I don't know how you do that. Well, it's just not going to... Gonna, they'll have to just work it out themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say on the, um, on the Cadbury thing is hats off to the people at Cadbury. Like, there's a gratitude right there. I know it's not good for <laughs> us, out. but hats off to the people at Cadbury. How do they keep coming up with these new products? I know. There's it's, dozens every they, year yeah, and they're all delicious. And they're all really good. And the thing is, is that they just don't, their ideas never, they, they never get, their ideas never are old. There's always something. There's always a new spin. They're very innovative. They're, they're like bloody Willy Wonka. Like they're, really, <laughs> they're doing God's work down there at the Cadbury. <laughs> God's work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really do love Cadbury, but it's also been the death of me. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to go? Should I go into something, or should you go? Do yeah, we well, got I something? Wrote, I thought I wrote all these notes in my um in my thing, but I can't find them. So you go. Yeah, you often have problems with your notes, don't mm. you? I tell you, <laughs> I had a really bad day the other day, and um, it is going to lead into one of my my very esteemed um and famous uh transperth updates. Yeah. But before I get into that, I want to tell you how bad the day was. Was that I was standing waiting for an Ola and there was an isolated shower above my head. Oh, I kid that, you not. That's fun. It was right above my head. I looked to the left 
dry as a bloody doorknob. Looked to the right, dry as the Sahara. Looked above my head, it was bloody storm clouds. <laughs> it was so unlucky. And this guy came out of, he came out of his apartment next to me where I was waiting. And, and he, he just goes, oh, fuck. And just puts on his hood and just starts running away. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Great week. Uh, yeah. So, um, where do those, how does that work? I've never known the science behind, um, like isolated showers. Like I've seen them before and I'm like, how the fuck does that work? It just seems so unlikely. Cause literally it was like probably 20, 20 square meters of space. It was just like, so pretty much right above my head and nowhere else. So did um, you get drenched obviously? Yeah, I got pretty wet. And the, and the Ola did that thing where it was like, just kept saying two minutes and then started spinning around. Oh my God, I hate that. I fucking hate Ola. There's a new, company. there's a new, no, they're shit. There's a new thing coming out called Diddy. Yeah, like, yeah, DD or Riri DD, or yeah, something. yeah. And they're all trying to get you on board. Apparently it's cheaper and the drivers get better, get more support. Um, and yeah, so they're all like banging on about that and they're giving all their free things and yeah, so that's a new thing. Um, yeah. How's your drive? How's your, um, cause I know you were compulsively taking Ubers after you got your tax back. Cause that died yeah. in the ass. Um, I've still been doing it back from the laundromat, which isn't that bad. Cause it's like, no, but yeah, you kind of, it's like seven bucks. So I haven't been doing like the real expensive ones, mm. but, um, Oh, I mean, it's getting something off with the transperth. Like, the resentment has really just built it up once again. Oh, is there more stuff? Because, well, I was coming from Frio to the laundromat. Mm. And so, I got on the 910. So, I had to go, like, the whole way. And the problem with getting the bus for so long is... I don't know if anyone outside of Perth has heard of this, but they have... In Perth, they have these timed stops. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. Whenever you're, like... um, you feel like, oh, this bus is actually not taking that long. Like, we're actually going to get there pretty fast. Then they'll just go to a stop where they just stop for 10 minutes mm. and just don't do anything. No, but that's because, yeah, yeah. But that's, but don't you, if you map where you're going, mm. don't you see that it will arrive at this certain time? So therefore, like, they're doing that time stop because they know that they have to arrive. No, see, I see, the, everyone knows with, with transport, public transport, it's it's every man for himself mm. so you can't you can't expect buses to be waiting for you and stuff so i think the time stop is just a stupid idea like you just got to kind of roll with the no punches. but they're timed luck, no but that's stupid ben because then the people that are waiting for the bus that you're on yeah won't get they, they then they don't get it and then you would complain about that it's like you if you if those time stops didn't exist then n- none of the buses would run on time they don't run on time anyway. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that that's the pl- that's the reason for them. Well, I, it's not working. Like a lot of things with transperth. Yesterday I caught a bus. I swear to God, this bus driver was on ecstasy because mm, he, he was. as soon as I tried it, I was just you know when you got a smart rider, you don't really talk to the bus driver. You just kind of get on the bus and yeah, just yeah, tag yeah. on. I say hi, how are you? Yes, yeah, so, I mean we sometimes you do it, but mostly not. Um, so I I just try to tag on and walk on. I just kind of say hi as I'm walking past. He goes right in my face and goes. Hey, how are you, mate? How you doing? And his eyes were like dilated. Dial- um, he was bald. He looked like a supervillain. Yeah. And it was just a bit much. And then like when I got off the bus, it was just like, okay, make sure have a really good day, everyone. Like just really, oh, really yeah, extra. He was I think there's, I think it's. There's um, a big drug problem I think, yeah, in, in I think, that uh, I, industry. I think, it, I think it is. I think it is. There is a thing in that industry because I've seen a few people that are worse for wear. I've got an interesting, I had a really exciting night the other day. Yeah, what was it? So I actually, for the first time in my life, and this is something I've wanted to tick off my list, I saw a hooker, a street hooker. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you ever seen one? No, I haven't. I've seen the brothels around. Yeah, yeah. But, so, um, so obviously I've got the brothels all around my house, but I didn't realise that. And I knew my area was Dodge, but um, I didn't realise that it was like a hotbed. Like it's where basically if you want to get sex, paid sex, mm. you come to my area. And um, so I was coming, me and my friend went to the um, observatory. Where's the observatory? Uh, in the hills. Okay. Perth Observatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was a whole other situation. But um, yeah, so they, so we were driving back. And obviously, because I don't usually come, I don't usually, I'm never usually not usually out after 10. So we're driving back and it was about 11 o'clock and uh, we were around the corner from my house and I saw this woman in a trench coat, like the, the old the old coat with the... Um, the what are they called string things like when you tie up the coat like a draw a draw yeah 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 and like so she was had heels on and she was walking and I was like she's got a real hooker vibe like I just got the hooker vibe and so she was walking one way she was walking away from the brothel like she looked like she'd come out of the brothel and I said to my friend I think that's a hooker and she goes should we double back to like look at her again yeah so we looked at her again and she was walking back towards the brothel so she was basically just walking up and down I don't think she actually came out of the brothel. I think she was just walking up and down that strip. So basically trying to steal the business from the brothel. So obviously, yeah. So obviously it's like a business move. Um, And I was like, fuck, I've never seen a hooker like in my life before. Um, I shouldn't say hooker actually. That's disrespectful. Yeah, I'm really disrespectful. I actually feel really bad right now. A sex worker because they're human beings. Um, I'm actually very voyeuristic. I really hate myself right now, but I'm going to shame for Um <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so I Googled, I came home and I was like obsessed um, and I started going on a Google rampage and I found out that all my area, there was all these council meetings five years ago because basically residents, all they would hear is idling cars and they would, all they would hear was, um, was um that not here they were all they would see was people getting head jobs in cars there was traffic all the time um they saw people were stealing like like apparently people were stealing like clothes apparently one person like was washing their vagina in a um oh my god in a under a hose someone's hose there was needles in the um letterboxes so people actually had to move out and it was a huge probably still is it does sound like one of those classic perth like they've blown it out of proportion yeah yeah i'm sure it was never like um you know like Times square new york like gritty yeah so like so so there was all these council things and so they were having all these meetings to like crack down on it so i don't know what I don't know what it's like now, but Tristan and I decided that we're going to do um, a stakeout. Yeah. So we're going to just walk around. We're going to stay up all night and we're just going to walk around, pretend we're drunk. And we're just going to see what action is happening around our area at certain times of the night. Well, me and, and the lady I'm dating, we want to come too. Oh, so you're admitting that you're dating. You, oh, shit. You've just admitted on air that you're dating someone because the last few episodes you've said people that I'm seeing. Have you had the talk? Have you? What talk? This is. I don't yeah. want to talk about this on the air. Yeah, well, you, you're the one who brought it up. Nah, the no, lady you're dating. I'm, are you sweating? Why are you sweating? I'm always sweating. Do I'm you want me medication. to open the window? <laughs> no, no, no. Are you hot? Do you want me to. No, air? I'm. <laughs> this is so much right now. Just settle down. <laughs> I am dating someone. It's not serious or anything. I'm just. I'm seeing someone. And this person mentioned. When I mentioned <laughs> about the. You saw the sex workers. 
She mentioned that she would like to see it too. Yeah, but I haven't and met her yet. So what are we going to meet on this stakeout? Yeah, maybe. I mean, no. it's a great so place I mean, to meet. No, That's Tristan and I are doing a bonding. There's no buffer, no greater buffer on meeting someone for the first time than watching sex workers. Yeah, that's true. We still have to meet dad's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if he wants us to talk about that. Why? I don't know. It's just weird to me. I can't get rack my head around a 60-year-old dating. Like, it's just, it's it's a lot. Well, dad keeps telling us that we would need to meet her. So, it's time time to rock and roll. Yeah. Um, But, uh... Yeah, I, I think my I think my problem is with the sec the voyeurism and the sex worker thing is is I feel really bad for them, like not so much the ones in brothels, but the ones that just have to walk the street and they have to steal people's hoses to wash their vaginas. Like it just sounds like a rough. Oh life. yeah, and I mean I I don't know the percentage of because I I don't want to also be the person that says oh poor them because actually some people do choose to do that and they actually enjoy it like no but i mean more from a perspective of not poor them that have to do that work poor them that we don't have a society that enables them to do it in a way that it makes it easier yeah. and safer yeah but unfortunately i think a lot of it is a drug i don't oh, know really? not a lot of it but i think it's it, it it does go hand in hand that you know if you've got need to support an addiction um, yeah you do that on the side to get like yeah, it's fucked. But um, yeah, I actually was watching because you know how I always watch drug stuff on um YouTube, and I found this really disturbing. Like I went into a dark place spiral because one of the things I do when I'm mentally struggling is I, I get obsessed with certain subjects, and it becomes, it becomes pretty fucked up. Like I go into like YouTube holes and stuff, mm. and um, I've been in this YouTube hole. Like I just, I, I'm just obsessed with drug addicts. Um. An addiction in general and it's an identification thing um it's not like obviously because i struggle with addiction so it's an identification thing i get a lot of comfort and i get a lot of tips and i get a lot of like you know i don't know how else to say i just identify with the people that are there talking so it's like nice me but it's also a sick fascination and like distraction that i have and um Mm. i was looking and i also it's also curiosity because i haven't done like I don't know what you classify hard drugs like I, I've done drug I've done like class a drugs but I haven't done like the drugs that I guess you would classify as like really bad well, street. Like, I mean basically it's just meth or heroin he- yeah like meth- they're really hardcore yeah meth and heroin I've never tried and so I've got a real fascination like and I have to admit like one side of it is a fascination of fear like I am so scared um I'm so scared and fascinated at the same time by those two things because I would never do it, but I know that there's a part of me that is really curious and that I know that if I ever tried it, I'd be dead. Like I just know that I would because I'm yeah. so I'm so I've got such a addictive personality and I know that if I get that amount of dopamine, like I was watching a video today and apparently you have like a I don't know if this is like this is from a YouTube guy, so I don't know if this is actually scientific, but he said a normal person has 100 units of dopamine. When you have sex, you get 200 units of dopamine. When you um, take cocaine, you get 600, whatever. But when you take meth, you get 1,500 units of dopamine. So basically your whole brain lights up and that's why it's so addictive, especially yeah. for people with depression because you already don't have much dopamine. So your whole brain is getting flooded and then your brain tells you that that's where you need to maintain that 1,500 units of dopamine. So because I get dopamine hits from other things and I get obsessed with them, 
I know that if I tried those things, I, I'm dead. Like I'm fucked. Yeah. So anyway, so th- um, I was watching this and I got into, the, I found this video through these other video recovery videos that I was watching and um, it was called uh, Tweaker Hunters and basically they go around and find all these drug addicts and they talk to them but they, it's such a weird thing because when I first watched it, I was like, these guys are absolute cunts. Like they're, um, they're actually like abusing and like, you know, um, harassing people on the street. So they're like, they like basically drive past and they're like, um, crack or tweak, crack, no, crack or tweak um, or something like that. And then like they, they shout it in these people's faces and then like these drug addicts are just like, oh, I don't, like, I don't know what, what are you talking about? Like, and they get like real freak, they're either like freaked out or they're just like, can you just leave me alone? And um, I looked at all the YouTube comments, like just the people that, that you see on there, it's like so fucked, like they're just so fucked up and they just, they have no, they, like, they've lost, lost their like their soul. And a lot of people that have been on the street for like years and years and years and it's just really confronting. And then I was looking in the comments and like, there was people like, this is so disrespectful, like it's so bad. And then, but then there'll be someone commenting, like replying and saying, nah, these guys are actually recovering addicts themselves and they go out and they help people. Um, but like the, the description was like, uh, you've seen the streets. We need to like clean up the streets. Um, the, you know, people are injecting drugs in front of our our children and it's really bad, but then they go out, like they, they go out for a whole night and just abuse people that are really struggling. And then they give, and then, but they, then they give them water and like t-shirts with tweaker hunter on there. It's just the weirdest thing that I found. I was like, what the fuck? But it's funny that like we I just get so sick of society like we can't things have to be either one or the other. Like we have to people like the YouTube comment thing is a perfect thing. It's like whenever YouTube comments, someone says, Oh, I think this is bad and someone goes, No, fuck you, it's actually good because this is this. It's like, no, you can just be like, it's like that or that show, obviously, it helps people the way the biggest loser helps people. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it it sensationalize something it shames people in it and yeah people do get better from it but the overall net thing is just like yeah you're kind of being fucked up like don't Mm. give people shirts with your fucking shit like it just makes a joke of the whole thing yeah 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 it's like so problematic it's not even funny and like the the way that i found that video those videos was that from actually someone that was doing good that actually interviews people like recovering addicts and they interviews them about their stories and promotes recovery and all this stuff and but then when i found that i was like naomi you're fucking yeah you've gone too dark i've gone too dark like i just knew i was just like the fact that i'm even watching this and like I just it's just so bad and it's part of my own shit because it's just complete obsession and complete distraction um well I got a good idea what people can can write in with is let's try and find something just nice for Omi to be involved with they're just nice a nice frothy piece of entertainment like maybe you should start watching Ellen or something yeah, I watch the Kardashians. I don't know if the Kardashians is really Why? The Kardashians what's wrong? is like secretly dark. What's wrong with the Kardashians? Because it's just so vapid that it feels like your soul is being sucked out of you. Oh, okay. Um, I wanna read an email. Okay, read that email. We got an email from someone. Oh. <laughs> we got a email from Dad saying, Is this your email? Yeah. What the fuck? Why did you do that? I have no idea. Okay. Um, all right. We got an email from Tori. 
Yeah, hey, Tor. Hi, Naomi and Ben. Love the cast, but I'm a binger and I have to listen to at least four episodes a time at a time. Don't stop casting and don't miss a week. I need the content. Oh, he's really addicted to this. I love it. Uh, my favourite thing about the cast is hearing how people outside my group think and react to things and I enjoy that you put literally no research into claims or fallacies because you're improving the whole show. I.e. dishwasher's not using as much water, etc. By the way, he's a, I know this guy and he's a, he's a big dishwasher guy. Oh, that's good. He's, he actually works for Big Dishwasher. Okay, well, this that makes a lot of sense because... Because it's bullshit what he's saying. Okay, yeah. anyway, I'm on ep 20, so I hope I'm not too out of touch. Well, you are, but that's okay. Uh, my resentment. I fucking hate people watering down things that aren't concentrates, especially hand soap and dishwashing liquid. Just buy more. It's not lasting longer. And to be honest, I'm just going to pour the whole thing down the drain out of spite. Anywho, that's... It for now. Keep it up, Tori. So he hates people watering. Oh, okay. So basically if you buy a normal dishwasher thing and then you water it down to make it last longer. Yeah. And look, I got to say, Tori, I love you, mate. You're a great guy, but you can't, couldn't be more wrong here, Okay, mate. tell us You've what. really done dong fucked it up, haven't you? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because it does last longer and we all know that if you read the dishwashing thing, the actual liquid, it says use barely a squirt and it'll be the perfect amount. And you can never get barely a squirt because you end up like doing a little squeeze and it ends up being too much. So I've, I haven't started watering down my shit, but because of this, you give me an idea here, Tori, I'm going to start doing it and I feel like I'm going to save money from it. I think it's a great idea. I don't water my stuff down. I think I water a maybe do you know what I do I just fill up um when I'm at nearly at the end of it I just fill it up maybe like a quarter through and then use the end just so I get the bit because I'm stingy I just to use the the bits down the side but the thing is is I am notorious for just overusing stuff like I don't just do a squirt I do like three squirts because I have this anxiety that it's not going to be like soapy enough for the yeah there is a lot of anxiety over that I will admit yeah um but look, I don't know, Tori. I can't really go with you on that one. So uh, try again. No, uh, no. Why are you being so mean? But thank you so much for emailing and I enjoyed that one. We love you, Tori. Um, um, also, I just wanted to... Um, I've had like a big realisation and I wanted to bring it to the pod. Okay, bring it. Bring I it didn't realise that I was an anxious person or highly strong until now. I'm 32 years old and I just realised that I'm highly strong. Such, such revisionist history with you. We went to... When we first started talking about how anxious we both were was when we went to France and Germany and that was in 2012. Mm. So that's seven years. You no, mean. but I didn't realise, like, I don't know, I think I didn't really realise. I knew I got anxious in certain situations, but I didn't realise how I've always got a low level of anxiety. And I didn't realise, like, I thought I was a go with the flow kind of gal, like, and like when I say that to Tristan, you and go Trist- against the flow. Yeah, kind of you and Tristan laughed in my face, and it's just so interesting that like you're st- that during your life you get to know yourself so much more. And I just realised like when we had that discussion last week, where you're like, yeah, you have a real anxious energy. I was like, really? Like I, I thought I was like pretty chill, and now I've realised that I pretty much am like really anxious twenty four seven. Yeah, you're one of the most anxious people I know. Are you serious? Yeah, you're in the top five for sure. What? Why? What makes me angry? How do you know that I'm anxious? Is it just an energy? Um, it's just a um, it's just the amount of things you're worrying about that it comes through a lot. Like you're worrying about 
doing the right thing a lot. You often think, you often talk about the past. Well, so here's, here's an example. And this is something that I actually want to talk about was whenever, what part of our anxiety is whenever someone else gets a compliment, you and me will both go, wait, do I do that? <laughs> like, you're like, oh, that's something bad about me that I don't do that. They must be better than me. It's like you, and it's a depression thing as well, is you judge yourself based on anything that can happen to you. So that's oh, yeah. part of it. It's a self-obsession thing as well. It's like everything is a reflection of me when it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And um, you you often want to do things in the right way. So you're always worried about that. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, like the dishwasher. You want it stacked the right way. You want the laundry done the right way. It really like bothers me. Yeah. If, re- you know, the other day I washed myself in the shower three times because I didn't think that I'd done it right. Yeah. See, that's that's OCD level. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what you're getting to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so look, you're pretty, you're pretty unwell, but uh, oh, fuck <laughs> but uh, Godspeed. Um, hope you get your recovery that you needed. Oh, um, <laughs> going back to therapy, you know. I am in therapy. I actually yeah, confronted one day at a time. Huh? Well, get <laughs> fucked. I actually um confronted my therapist this week, yeah. and um, I told her that I didn't think she was remembering things that I told her, oh, and um, shit. it went well. She took it well, and um. Because I was thinking of jumping ship, to be honest. But um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to dispose. Dispose? Disclose? Disclose. Yeah, well, I think we could better wrap this one up, but I want to... Oh, oh, why have you cut me off? <laughs> why are you wrapping it up? I wanted to say something more before we finish. We've got to finish. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I've, got a, I've got a twin resentment and gratitude before we finish. Okay, what? Um... Is that uh? Wait, do you want to say anything more about no, your therapy? No, don't worry about it. You've completely just cut me <laughs> off, but that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm anxious as well. I just had, you just given me a second coffee on a day, and I'm flying okay. a kite okay. right now. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> so basically, I was having a shower the other day, and um, and I tried to move the shower head, and it just broke clean off. Oh no! The whole shower head, the whole beam. Yeah. So I mean, it's really just. I know I say this a lot, but it's really just chalk and cheese, the difference between my living situation and Omi's situation. Oh, here we go. Everything in my house is just breaking constantly. The other day, I heard this water, this torrential water happening, thought it was rain, went outside. Someone just decided to wash the floors of the apartment of each floor with a high pressure hose so there's just waterfalls just coming down constantly like it's just a, it's just a real interesting environment you know we had the we had the roaches where does now the gratitude got the, come in with the, <laughs> well i emailed so this actually happened a few weeks ago so i emailed the real estate agent um and they didn't get back to me for two weeks and so I sent them one of those really terse emails, like with all the things from, you know, that meme that's like how to be cunty in a, in a business yeah, environment yeah, yeah, where yeah, you, yeah. so you say hi without saying their name, yeah, yeah. you say, you sign off with just regards instead yeah. of like a kind regard. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. you do all that shit, like as per my life. Yeah. Yeah. Email. I love that. As like per. I did, I did I love all that shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I sent one of those really like the top passive aggressive thing to her. I was like, please get back to me so that my apartment is back in working order. Like, it's so dramatic. And she got back to me and she was like, um, oh, sorry, um, I've the owner hasn't gotten back to me yet. It's I've been really trying to make it happen. And then this is what I... So this is where the, one of the resentment comes mm. in is, I hate when you do something 
you're really satisfied that you've let out your aggression to someone and then they do something that immediately makes you feel bad. Mm. And so I didn't actually do anything wrong in that situation. I was just assertive. There was a bit of passive aggression there, but I was just assertive, trying to get my needs met, blah, blah, blah. But then instantly I just feel bad about it. Do you get that? Yeah, always, like yeah. every day. Yeah, so it's like it's like with the hairdresser thing we're saying. There, there should be nothing wrong with just asserting your needs. But as soon as someone like pushes back a little bit, you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like that. But she low was self-esteem. playing you as well. Like she was. Yeah. In a way, she probably she might be right. Like it does. They they do have to navigate several like you know mitigating circumstances. Like they do, but they also I we well we everyone knows our well documented um, resentment against um, rental people. I do think that they turn a blind eye. Like at the moment, we haven't heard back from our thing because one of our toilets is in. This is the difference between me and your lives. We have two toilets. One's our shitting toilet. One's our ensuite toilet. The shitting toilet, the button has broken, so we can't flush it. So we can't use the shitting toilet. Our whole house is. They in haven't di- shat in days. Our 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 whole house is in disarray because. We have to shit in the same toilet and we don't like that. We like to have our clean toilet near our room. See this, see what this is like? <laughs> see what has changed about Omi? <laughs> no, but anyone would change. It's like you get used to things so quickly. Like Tristan and I were like, what the fuck? Like we got used to that second toilet so quickly. They've got two different toilets. They go down to the street to laugh at prostitutes. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap uh, this no, shit up. No, I haven't done my gratitude yet. <laughs> okay, come on. It's like a so long-winded. Anyway, it's long-winded. <laughs> That's why, that's why I cut you off before. Oh I knew it was going to be a long wind. Okay. So, so anyway, where the, thing, the other thing goes is the reason I know she played me is because they, the real estate agency should just eat the cost and then wait for the owner to pay them back yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where she fucked up. But anyway, I get the people. So the gratitude is coming to Mr. Blockage Plumbing. All right. Mm-hmm. That's where the gratitude comes in. Look them up. They're great. Great service. The guy comes in. And this is one thing I love about plumbers is they there's no customer service in the plumbing community they just they're good just aussie blokes yeah they know? just come in and do they it. just come in they'll have a chat to you about inappropriate topics um you know luckily i didn't get any books stolen which is a throwback to the first episode okay. um but uh what was good about him is um he was like so he actually came when the waterfall was happening and he was just like straight up just like oh what the fuck is happening up there <laughs> <laughs> That's bloody dangerous and a waste of water is what that is. <laughs> Love like, Straight away, I've got a friend, you know. <laughs> but then he he's like, I showed him the shower. I said, look, the, the beams just come straight off, clean break. And um, he's like, yeah, mate, that's not going to be a problem. We'll get that done in five minutes. Oh, my flat. God, I love him. Um, So I just sat there, you know, I was having my toast and stuff. How and old he, is he? He was all 20 years old. Oh, bless him. Um, And he had like one earring and oh like my a God, ponytail. Cute, like cute. he was really like he was... He was big in his circle. Yeah, he was the big you dog. Could tell. You could yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he comes through and he's like, "Yeah, look, that's all done for you, mate." And uh, just like has that one one hand hold on his hip, like he knows he's a big dog. And he goes, "Look, when they come in with the um, the factory settings, they have all these things that um, that stop some of the flow. So also, I've taken those off. So you're gonna get some real boss ass water flow as well now, oh my mate. God, I love this guy. So he went above and beyond for he me. He went above and beyond. So now I'm, I'm now it's bloody my shower's. I, I bet you it's better than your bougie shower. Probably. The amount of flow, the water pressure yeah. that I've going on there. Don't worry about the like, environment though. That's fine. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We're going to go there. Yeah. This is bloody paper towel. There's no paper towel here. All right. There's no paper towel. Anyway, we're going to leave you there, folks. Mr. Blockage, get onto them and uh, send in the emails and uh, we're going to have to love you and leave you. Um, God bless. Bye.